welcome back to yet again another episode of the Motivation Magnet. Today is Thursday, October 15th, and we have on, you guys ready for who we have on today? If you listened on Tuesday, I told you there could be Bachelor Nation, a little couple Bachelor people that are coming on. Yeah, that's right. We have on Garrett Powell from Hannah Brown Season, and this interview is fantastic. So, let's just dive right in. Huh? How about it? Let's dive right in. Here we go. Garrett Powell. Here we go, you guys. Today we welcome on a very special guest, one that I already said I told you guys I'd be nervous for, but it's here, it's happening, I'm excited. We have on Garrett from Hannah Season. Honestly, just saying that's the coolest thing I think I've ever said in my entire life, but he's here, I'm excited. Garrett, how are you, man? I'm good, brother. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for the hype-up intro. (laughs) That's what I'm here for. I'm the motivation magnet, man. I'm here to motivate people. So go ahead and tell me your story, right? Like, where'd you come from? How'd you get to where you are now? All that good stuff. Um, yeah, man. So born and raised in Homewood, Alabama. Homewood is a suburb of Birmingham. Go Patriots. Okay. Um, played sports all throughout my life. Got uh, a twin brother, older sister. Parents are still in town, too. Um, so played football at South Alabama my freshman year. Hated it. Um, transferred to Wall State Community College and kind of lied my way into a golf scholarship. Uh, all right, all right. And uh, then went to Mississippi State to pursue golf from a uh, not from a playing standpoint, but from a career standpoint. Okay. So my major was marketing and concentration in PGA golf management, which essentially teaches you the business side of how to run a golf operation. That's so um, cool. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty dope, man. It's fun. Um, but yeah, that's how you get your uh, PGA card. Is the PGA professional? Once you graduate, that's one way to do it. Okay. You graduate from that program. Uh, worked in Birmingham for a while, worked in New Hampshire for, um, about four or five months and then worked in Charlotte for seven, eight months. And then life led me back to Birmingham and, uh, still working in Birmingham. Right. What do you do there? I'm a golf pro. So, yeah. So like my main responsibilities are, uh, teaching, running tournaments for members, playing with members, playing in golf tournaments and just typical day-to-day operation stuff. That's so much fun. I'm trying to get better at golf, but I am just so unflexible that I feel like every single time I turn or rotate, I'm just squeezing my stomach as hard as I can and I blow my back out. And I just like, (laughs) I just like, I'm going to do something here. You're not alone, man. It's uh, I can't tell you how many lessons I give where it's like, I want, I I can see what the player needs to change and I know what he needs to change, but his body won't let him change because like, Poor flexibility or poor diet or uh, just neglected health in general. And so that's, yeah, that's most people, you know, myself included. I could definitely get a little more flexible. Right. I just try and turn my, my buddy's a really good, I wouldn't say, I'm not going to say he's a good golfer, but he golfs a lot. Um, but <laughs> yep. he just like, he's a super skinny guy too. And he can just crank the ball. Off. I, I'm like, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does it, but I mean, it's fun though. So you're at, you're in Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. And you yeah. just do, you're just chilling. Like, are you golfing a lot too? Do you get to golf with them? Or? Yeah, we, yeah, we've got a, a tournament series that PJ professionals in our area all play in. We've got about, I don't know, like 12 events a year. Okay. That one coming up on Wednesday. I played in one earlier this week. Played terrible, but. Um, How is terrible for you though? Like, what is it? Uh, it's 80, 84. Terrible. Okay, so way better than. I still feel like the average way better, way better than me. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe but it's, um, we, um, you know, it, it's a legit chance for us to like go out there and make an additional income. The golf business in general 
is uh, the common thing is overworked and underpaid like everyone i guess right right speaking about golf i guess at that point but um but yeah so it's a good opportunity to go make money in these tournaments you really have to play well you know i played uh, when I was working in the Carolinas, I played in a tournament called the South Carolina Open. Now, it's all for PGA professionals. That's not – none of these guys are guys that you see on TV playing. They're they're all guys who work at, at a golf club full-time, so they okay. don't play as much. Well, it was a three-day event, and the winning score was 21 under par for three days. And it's like – you know, that, that shows you how good some of these guys are. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, some of these guys don't understand a chance of playing on tour, but they can still put up numbers like that. Just right. shows how good some people can be at this game. It's nuts. But Seriously, though. Yeah. How did you – you you said you lied your way into, like, a golf – how did you do that? Like, how did you get in – hey, well, one more one more thing. You said you didn't like football at South Alabama. Yeah. Why not? Like, are you – didn't did you play in high school, obviously, and then you just got there and you're like, this isn't for me? Yeah, so I, I played – quarterback in high school my twin brother's wide receiver so it was great um, good connection there i'm a high school football coach i love that love yeah. that so yeah. we both um we both actually so i had two offers in high school but first game my senior year i broke my leg tip dead fracture okay um, that sucks uh yeah so both schools were like hey like you know this sucks but how about you come walk on and after a semester if the leg's good we'll give you a scholarship but the problem is i was in the middle of the recession that, right. Uh, like they were all, or they're both out of school, out of state private schools. So it's like, I don't want to pay 40 grand scholarship. So me and my twin brother walked on at South and it was great. But, you know, it's like in high school where after the game, all your friends are there. You go to some after party, your parents are there. Like everyone's there. It's a great time. Well, college, you just go back to an empty dorm room. And it's like, right. Uh, it's definitely more of a business feel, and I did enjoy aspects of it while I was there. I just understood that, hey, you know, this isn't for me. Not to mention, at the time, I was uh, six feet, about 225, and I was getting thrown out around like a rag doll out there. So, yeah, there's some big boys. <laughs> like, the South was one double A when I played there, and they were absolutely, like, I'm telling you, like, you, you think, oh, because it's a lower – brand of football that right can be easier well it's not (laughs) yeah that's crazy there's so many big i just feel like so i'm in michigan right Uh, i actually just had a good friend of mine that he plays for michigan he was just on the show a couple couple like an hour before this um but you just see the difference from like michigan football and then going to alabama and like playing in the south or like texas it is different and anybody who says they're it's not they're wrong like there is a just a difference in playing it really is, man. It really is. Um, I mean, Amir Abdullah was uh, my running back in high school. He's now on the Vikings roster as a return specialist. That's so but cool. I remember him coming out of high school and all these SEC schools, like even Vanderbilt. And, you know, he was, I don't know, 5'7", probably weighed, uh, probably weighed like 185 his senior year. You know, pretty stocky kid, but the quickest guy I've ever seen. Right. Passes for the quickest. Well, all these SEC schools were like, no, you're too small. You're too small. So he had, I think he like printed out a banner that had a quote from like an SEC coach calling him too small. Well, then he got recruited by Nebraska. And okay. Dominating. So it's like, right. It's it's funny how you're correct in that, that like SEC 
I, they want big kids. They just want huge people, man. You look I, at Derrick Henry. I mean, oh that guy's gosh. a freak. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I remember Auburn. Back when I was an Auburn fan growing up, it, this is like 0405. They, they had a left tackle named King Dunlap who was 6'9", 350. And <laughs> yeah. I'm, talking, I'm talking a chisel 350. This guy right. did not have fat on him anywhere. Like, you see humans like that, and you're just like, no way, dude. No way. Right. Like, I feel like I'm a big guy. Like, I'm 6'2", like 200 pounds. I feel like I'm bigger than, like, the normal person. And then you look at some guys, you look up to like, holy shit, like, I don't understand how that even happens. Yeah, and then you see athleticism on top of it, and then it's just flat out. Yeah. Right, it's on. It's honestly, it's unbelievable. But that's still so cool, though. I mean, you got to play college football. It's like something you can, you actually get to say you were a two-sport athlete in college. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's so that's much fun. So, you, did you, you get a scholarship at Mississippi State? Sorry, what? go ahead. I said, did you get a scholarship at Mississippi State? No, so that was an academic scholarship. It wasn't. Okay, that still it counts. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was cool. But yeah, it's, um, um, I guess I like to tell people, you know, just fail at one thing, let's bounce to another sport and see what happens. And What's next, right? What's next? So I didn't do it. What's next? What are we going to yeah, do? That was, that was a funny experience because um, so I, it was one day after spring practice at South. You know, I was I started out six string, worked my way up to I call it two and a half because I was working with the two somehow because me and the other second string guy had different play styles. Right. And they had two more scholarship QBs coming in. And if you're not familiar with how football works is they highly they of course, they're invested in scholarship guys. So they're they're automatically going to put them right in front of you and give them reps. And it's just a grind working your way up if you're a walk on guy. And I get I completely get it, not complaining. But so I had that in the back of my mind. Uh, me and my twin brother shared a car, so I would walk across campus with my golf bag and go to the golf course like across the street from campus called Azalea City in Mobile. And one day I shot like 75, and I was like, whoa, I'm pretty dang good. And right. now, get, granted, this was probably like a 75 with like multiple mulligans, like six foot <laughs> and stuff. A couple like lost that. balls. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so then like I started understanding maybe I want to go play golf somewhere. So I started calling around junior colleges in Alabama. One coach called Coach Jennings at Central Alabama was like, hey, call Coach York at uh, Wallace State. You know, they just get the kid off their team. <clears throat> so Coach York and I talked on the phone. And he was like, so what's your handicap? And honestly, I was like a 14, 15, or 16 at the time. And I said, well, I'm a scratch to a one. Nice. Said, okay. Nice. And we organized a date for me to come up there and play and try out. And I shot, it's at, uh, it's called Cross Creek. It's in Coleman, Alabama, municipal course. Okay. I got one under through six holes. So the best round I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> you showed up when you needed to play. Yeah. And on 17... He says, Garrett, soon enough, uh, I'll give you a call in a couple of days. Thank you so much for coming out. And uh, he left. I kept playing. I went like, I finished like double, double, triple, but he never saw it. And so two days later, he called me and said he had a scholarship for me if I was willing to take it. And I said, sure. And I'm thinking, this guy just handed an ex-football player with golf clubs a golf scholarship. And I like, I didn't break 80 that whole year. And, you know, at the end, at the end of the year, you know, uh, I shot, I think my low round was like, but I backed it up with a 92 in a golf tournament. It was embarrassing. So <laughs> at the end of the year, 
I finally, like, it was like our last meeting before, you know, I, I went off the state, everyone else moved on. And coach was like, Garrett, like, you know, thanks for being a part of the team. It was a fun year. You know, I wish we would have focused a little bit more, but <laughs> and I was like, coach, flat out, I'm just not that good. Like, I'm, I'm not that good. <laughs> so, but it was, uh, it was fun, man. It, it, you know, it helped my family out because it was a free year of school when right. the time where I guess everyone needed it. Um, yeah. So it was a blessing in it. You know, I found out about the PGA golf management program at state through a buddy that I met at Wallace State. And so it kind of, shaped my life i guess you could say that's so much fun though i yeah. like that that's a cool story see i transferred a bunch of times too so i played lacrosse um in college at like a small nai school then didn't like it went to a community college and now i go to eastern michigan right so it's yeah. all like finding your degree right just go ahead and get that piece of paper and then you can move on that's what i'm ready to do keep collecting college ids that's what i did yeah seriously i want to do out of state like if i could do, go out of state then i've done it all like i've done private school community college big like university if i could just do one more like out of state I, i've literally done it all keep on going man you could do it in graduate school you never know right exactly maybe maybe i'll get my doctorate or something yeah i'm never gonna i'm fuck no i'm never getting my doctorate or my master i'm done but yeah. tell me uh so you're give me like a like a day-to-day -day schedule for you right now like you go to golf like do you ever get to golf like are you golfing around a day or more working on the course instead of golfing so it's the way it is now, like COVID's changed everything. So I got yeah. a lot with COVID. So I'm I'm essentially part time to full time, which is nice because you know you still have a job, right? You know, but you have uh, it, it, the way golf is typically you only get one to two days off a week, and it's probably okay. Monday, um, which is strange. It sounds strange to someone who's not in it, but that's that's Mondays are typical golf pros off day. Um, okay. Golf pros and past pastors i think but um so whether like today i'm off um we had a busy week last week busy week before that because of all the cool weather we put in a right. lot of hours um and i've been gone a lot so like an off day for me now is basically a get my crap together day so like anything right. i gotta do you know clean the house you know any laundry you know say hi to the parents visit my nephew stuff like that but on a typical day where I have work, I'll wake up if I work like noon to six or something like that, then I'll wake up early. I'll go work out. I'll head to the club early and go hit some range balls, maybe play a couple holes and come in and work. And the way work is, it's not it's not like taking care of a golf course outside. It's inside the golf shop, servicing members, setting up events, stuff like that. Right. So we got that going on. And then what's nice about the place I work at now is that we shut down at six and it's still sun it's still sunny outside right you can get about an hour of holes in on a golf cart so i typically get like 12 to 14 holes in because i play fast and that's uh, awesome it, it's nice yeah so you can the common thread is that golf professionals never get to play golf i would say that's not true it's really up to you you just gotta wake up early you gotta go to bed right and get as much golfing as you want Right, you got to get your shit done first, and if you yeah. get everything done before, you're like, right now, I got time to golf. Yeah, that's true. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, I have to talk about the Bachelor. I am a huge, huge Bachelorette, Bachelor fan, Bachelor in Paradise. Walk me through what made you decide to like. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna go on the Bachelor. I'm gonna go on the Bachelorette. Like, 
what was your idea behind I'm going to apply or did somebody like nominate you or what happened? Someone, my, my sister-in-law nominated me and I, uh, I was at the beach, uh, Destin, San Destin, Florida for me and my girlfriend at the times one year, like kind of like one year anniversary, I guess. You right. Say, yeah. Of my meeting. Cause we met a year prior down there at the beach. Okay. Um, so, uh, three days after we got there, she broke up with me and left me in her cousin's beach house. And I was just chilling there for the rest of the week by myself. And so obviously I'm pretty bummed. I still don't know to this day, like what, like why I, I have That's no idea. So crazy. Was, yeah. I was so confused. Um, At, while you were on vacation. Yeah, while we were while we were both on vacation, it was actually her cousin's beach house, and she just left. And I had a golf tournament at the end of the week down there, so I had to stay anyway. Right. Yeah, and I still don't know why, but you know what? Obviously, it all worked out. But everything happens um, for a reason. Yeah, my sister-in-law Jesslyn um, texted me. It was like, "Hey, just want to let you know, like I signed you up on uh, for the bachelorette on APC's website." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And have you ever heard of the bats rap before this or like what's up did you ever hear the bats rap before this or like did you watch the show or i mean over year over the years like with girlfriends i would like hear right here and there like okay. always always kind of wondered what it would be like to get on it but never really gave any serious thought um right but then I, fast forward october so this was in october of 2018 um I'm actually in a lift going to a kickball game. That's something we do in Birmingham. We have a kickball league on Thursdays. It's kind of like that's so much fun. Yeah, it's kind of like our one night to kind of like let loose a little bit. Um, Play some kickball. That's cool. Oh yeah. And um, so I get a call from the LA number, and I'm like, okay, well, this is spam. Right. And, uh, yeah. If you're a golfer, I guess anyone in the business world, you're constantly on your checking your email, making sure everything's good, stuff like that. So I check my email. And whoever called me also sent me an email. And I'm like, hey, this is so-and-so um, from NZK Productions. We, uh, we produced The Bachelorette. We got your profile on ABC's website. And we think you'd be a great match. Uh, are you interested? Are you single? All this stuff. And so, um, you know, that whole interview process, it lasted from, it started in October. And there's so many steps you have to take. And that I got on the show until March 6th and I had to leave March 12th for filming. And so oh my goodness, I asked, like I talked to my boss about it and he was like, you have to do this. Um, it was a great opportunity. And I actually went on a lot of dates because I was super scared of doing it. And I was like, okay, well I don't want to back out, but maybe if I have a girlfriend, it's not technically backing out. <laughs> so I went on a few dates and nothing worked out. And every time I interviewed with them, whether it be over the phone or in person, we did multiple in-person interviews. Like my mindset was literally like, okay, like I don't know why they would want me on this show. I don't know. So they're probably not going to pick me, so whatever. But it actually helped calm me down because I think if I really pursued it hard and put a lot of pressure on myself, I maybe right. wouldn't have been myself because I guess with every interview, you get caught in the thought of, okay, should I say what I actually feel like or should I say the answer I think they want to hear? And it's, right. hard, it's hard to fight that off, you know? So I think by actually not caring, I was allowed to fully be myself and they liked it. And, and so, that helped. 
Yeah. And um, yeah, so I left March 6th. Um, or sorry, I left March 12th. Uh, limo night, I think, was on March 16th. And um, yeah. So what do you do before limo night? Like they, if you leave March 12th, you just chill in the hotel room? Or yeah, they, are you they at the mansion? Your, phone your first night there. Um, you're in a hotel room by yourself for about, I think it's it's four full days and nights and then the fifth day that night is limo night and so uh, you'll come in and visit you every so often you get 30 minutes a day to go work out and uh like that part was really tough for me it was really tough i mean you had a tv but you only watch the same thing over and over again um that's crazy they didn't so like you were only allowed to leave to go to the gym yeah, and you had to have someone like escort you to the gym, so you, they didn't want what? to in to any other contestants. And the crazy thing is that we found out later that on the show, thirty-one of us went to limo night. Well, they actually had thirty-three people total in the hotel, and for whatever reason, they cut two right before filming actually began. And so that's crazy. Yeah, so they probably were just like, "I can't do this four days, like just sitting by myself." I couldn't do it, man. I had a journal, so I kept the journal during the whole time. Right. And you go back and read what I wrote during that time, man, I was miserable. I was, like, depressed being by myself. Seriously? That's horrible. Yeah. What's the point of four days by yourself? I think think they were still trying to pick, like, a narrative for, like, because everything is a narrative, you know? Right. Just, yeah. It's whatever they feel like will get views, and they are good at their jobs. I feel like they were trying to decide, like, hey, how can we make the night look if we choose this guy versus this guy or something like that? And, um, but yeah, so uh, limo night happened and that whole day for limo night, um, I had my lights turned off in my hotel room. I had the curtains closed and I wheeled this chair by the door and, and practiced getting out of a limo and saying my line <laughs> over again. And so um, then limo night came and uh first person i meet is tyler cameron and i'm like that's i was like i don't stand a chance dude this guy's like six four and built like a rock handsome as hell probably i mean that guy is just a stud wearing a fancy suit these fancy shoes like i was just like what am i doing here man (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's like seeing one of those six foot nine offensive linemen you're like what am i supposed to do here yeah and then, I mean, but it, it was a fun limo, I'm, fun limo ride. I'm the kind of person where, you know, there was, I guess, I think there were six of us in there and it was really quiet. And I'm the kind of person who approaches awkward situations with comedy because I, I, yep. I, I don't know, I, I naturally do that because I hate just quiet. And oh so, my God, I hate it. Yeah. And so I was trying to like lighten the mood a little bit and some people, <laughs> some people weren't, but it was, it was a yeah, there. It was a it was a cool it was a cool night, cool experience. That's so much fun. But seriously, I would be intim- like I would be intimidated if I would have went on the show and I saw you first. But then like <laughs> seeing seeing Tyler Cameron, like I just I feel like that guy is ridiculous. Yeah, and some funny stories like night one is when I met Jed, and Jed was well dressed, had this guitar, and I was like, so what, what are you going to do when you see her? Like, so I had a plan to teach her how to chip. Like, production was going to get, like, a cheap, like, a Fisher Price golf club and ball and, like, a floating green that we were going to put on the pool, and I was going to teach her how to chip. 
Right. And uh, later on, they never actually let me do it because um, just how production works. But Jed has guitar, and I was like, "Hey, so what are you gonna what are you gonna do with Hannah?" Just trying to create a conversation. And he's like, "Well, I, I wrote her a song." I'm gonna sing it to her, and I was like, "All right, well, I guess we're all battling for second place." Because you're like, "Damn it, come on!" <laughs> but then um, John Paul Jones likes to tell me the story of the first time we met, and I was uh, I was actually in the last limo. Um, they make it. They showed me as the first one getting out of the limo. But that's not true. Mm-hmm. I was number twenty-seven and thirty-one. Um, they just that's crazy. Away. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like all, all the first guys you see in that show that get out of limos are all guys who go deep. If you notice, if you go back and rewatch it, but um, those are like the important ones. They know, they know. Yeah, and um, so, so I go up and meet everyone, and I just go around and shake everyone's hand, introduce myself, even though I'm not gonna know, remember anyone's names. So John Paul Jones said, um, he said, uh, yeah, man, like uh, the first time I met you. You walk in, you're like, oh, hey, I'm Garrett. I'm a golf pro from Alabama. <laughs> I thought it was like, huh, this fucking douchebag. <laughs> and, and then he was like, but no, man, like, you, you're cool. You're cool. Like, I'm sorry I thought that, man. And this this was probably like maybe four days into filming when we were, it was a random day. We're standing in line at the bar at the mansion. And he told me all that. And I'm like, you know what, dude? Like, I like you. That's know, awesome. But I like you. But yeah, it's it's funny to look back at stories like that from night one. Right. That's so cool. Do you keep in touch with any of those guys still? Yeah, I do. Um, obviously, with um, a lot of stuff that's happening in our world today, not as many as I used to. Right. I, I've got, a, you know, John, I'll talk to a good bit. Um, I'm really close with Jed. Matt Donald, I'll talk with Matty a little bit. Um, Luke Stone every now and then. Okay. I I hear some things from Tyler every now and then, but no one really, you know, went to go visit Dustin last year. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a good group. We um we had a uh, group chat going on on Instagram, but you know, I honestly, just uh, kind of left that recently, just because it's you know it's a lot of I just kind of. The bachelor world is the bachelor world and you get a lot of uh kind of game playing stuff going right right that's crazy so tell me some more like in the bachelor you got to go to how many different places like you were at the mansion and sydney said the mansion is awesome like is it that awesome yeah it's i mean don't get me wrong it's it's a great it's not a mansion it's 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 a house you know house that that was the crazy thing about it to me is that like because I tried to, when, as soon as I found out I was on, I tried to crush episodes to see what I was getting into. Right. And don't get me wrong. It, it's it's a nice house, but it's it's funny how the name, the mansion came to be. But um, Thinking huge. Yeah. But there, you know, um, the mansion was cool. We had three big rooms all with bunk beds in them. And that's basically how we slept. And, you know, you stay up till 4 a.m. until the date gets home. And then you get woken up at 8 a.m. And. Jeez. Constantly doing interviews, just there's nothing else to do. So we would do fitness in the morning, and as soon as the bar opened at noon, we start hitting up the bar. Um, but yeah, we got to go. Uh, Rhode Island was a cool spot. Um, then we went to Scotland, which was awesome. Uh, you, you don't really get to see a lot of the places you travel to. 
Right. It was still, I still felt lucky being able to go. Um, and then we went to Riga, Latvia, which was very, um, we didn't have any expectations from it, but it was a very beautiful city. It was awesome. And then the Netherlands uh, was really cool as well. So definitely some cool spots. And she gave me the boot in the Netherlands. And so that was the last place I saw. That's still so cool, though, like to be able to travel to all those different places. That's so much fun. Um, I think it's crazy. Like, it's still like I'm trying to wrap my head around that you got to like hang out with Hannah Brown and like be with Hannah Brown. I still just think that's so cool. Um, do you ever have you like talked to Hannah since or no? Like, besides the women tell all or the men tell all? Um, I mean, we sent a couple of DMs back and forth, just like happy birthday stuff. Like right, that stuff like that. Year. But um, you know, I think. I think we both have an understanding. Oh, I'm assuming she feels this way too, but I, you know, Hannah Brown's a great girl, but she's what happened needed to happen because looking at our personality differences, um, it wouldn't have worked out in the end. And right. I think I would like to say that we both were on the same page about that. So yeah, we were every now and then we'll be a little bit friendly, but I mean, nothing right. Wrong. Right. Okay. That makes sense though. That's still so much fun. Like I, I still like, again, seeing you like here and like talking to you is just crazy to think like a couple years ago, I was just like watching along, like going through the best. It's just crazy to think of. Um, question. I don't know if you're allowed to even answer this. Do you have like any plans? Would you want to go like back on the bachelorette or like bachelor in paradise or no, you think you're just done? No, I'm done. It's, um, I mean, I'm dating someone now too, but like, good for you. Even thank you. Even without her, though, I, I could say with confidence I'm done. It's just yeah. the, the great thing about that show is that you know when you go on, everyone kind of dips their toe in, right? Kind of gets to see how it is, but you can always pull it back out, and you can you know live the rest of your life being happy you did that. Or if you want to pursue more of the show, you know they got so many spinoff shows. You can do as much as you want. You can take it as far as you want to. And I've realized that. You know, it, it was a blessing mm-hmm. of a lot of doors. You know, I got to experience something that no one else, for the most part, ever gets to experience. Right. Uh, but that's that's enough for me. It's, you know, the fame life is cool. And all of that was great. And it was fun to go through. But that's not that's not a life that I feel like I'm called to. You know, right. That's that's so cool, though. OK, so I got two final questions. Um. I love country music. We've had a bunch of people, uh, country music stars that are like up and coming, come on the show. Uh, but I like all types of music. What are you listening to like right now? What's your song? Like, what's your album? What you been jamming to? Man, so I'm actually a big metal guy, believe it or not. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, there's a band called Fit for a King that uh, I pretty much jam all the time. But I'll, I'll do that, um, and I'll do country as well. Just kind yeah. of throw sprinkle in some Dave Matthews band too. I got a weird. Okay got weird mix i like that though it's so you got to be like all over the place i don't understand that people are like no like i'm only gonna listen to rock or i'm only gonna listen to rap like if they throw on like country or like i only listen to country and they throw on something else like i don't like this you got to be able to like jam and vibe to everything yeah yeah and i'm uh i don't know it's it's kind of weird it's i'm like maybe i sound like a basic white girl when i say this but um like i'm kind of seasonal with my music too so like in the springtime, I find myself more listening to like Kenny Chesney, like Beach. No, totally agree. And then fall, I listen to like Mumford and Sons and Dave Matthews. Right. Like kind of slow. And it's a different vibe. Is like that or no? 
Right. It totally. No, I am totally the same way. Like you listen to certain things in certain types of the year, like summertime, you get more summertime music. Like you said, like Kenny Chesney and the wow. weather starts getting good. And then when the fall starts coming, the winter starts coming, you're like, it's cuffing season. So you start listening to like sadder music, like yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah. I love that. It's so much fun. Okay. Final question for you. If you have any piece of advice for the people listening, whether that be for golfers or people that also are going through like gone through a breakup or anything like that, if any piece of advice you have, what would that be? Oh man. That's a that's a that's a good question there, man. The tough questions. The motivation magnet comes with the tough questions. Um I would say take note of how you're feeling and what your thoughts are saying and try to figure out why you're thinking that way. And that will help you um, be better in the future situations. You know, like, like I'll just relate it to like this COVID thing, you know, there's two ways to look at every situation, positively and negatively. And if, mm-hmm. if you focus on the positive as much as you can, your mindset and your mental health and your just overall well-being is going to be a lot better. Like you can look like COVID. You know, we all can say, hey, well, this thing, this big pandemic hit and, you know, this is terrible. You know, work's canceled, sports are canceled, all this and that. Well, you can look at it from the flip side of, well, you know what? Now I have a chance to really focus on me. On my right. Mind. I have a chance to clean up my thoughts because uh, the, the veil of society of things that we lean on, like going out to eat, bars, focusing on restaurants, the things that we used to escape is now gone. So now we finally get the chance to see what we are about. We get the chance to get closer to family. You know, I got closer during shutdown to my girlfriend. Like, right. Um, we were quarantined for 40 days. So long story short, anyone in that scenario, just focus on the positive the, mo- the, the most you can. And if your mind's in the toilet or just negative, try to try to figure out why. You know, is it outside influences? Is it stuff that you're feeding yourself, whether it be like bad music or bad movies or there's always a reason why we have negative thoughts. And it's right. to figure that out in order to turn positive. I totally agree with that. So I have these things I always say, like my five daily reminders for people, right? And one of them is that positivity is a choice. Make the right choice, right? It's so easy to be like, like you said with COVID, like, oh, shit, I can't go to the bar. Like, I can't go out. Like, I got to stay home. I can't go to work. But you're right, though. There was, there, if you look on the flip side of things of, I got to spend so much time with my family. I got to focus on me a little bit more. Right. To be able to look at things and be like, okay, let's look at this glass half full because it's easy to look at ways how it sucks. It is, man. And uh, this is actually the first time. So you're welcome. I publicly said this, but I used to work at another club in Birmingham and they called me in one day and said, hey, we've got to cut our budget. I'm sorry, but we just got to let you go. And this was back in April. And so, you know, that was a club that I'd been at for about five years. And right. Was- pretty you feel like stabbed in the back you feel like you feel kind of crushed by them right and but as time goes on and on and on you know i feel like it's an opportunity that because it was a great job you didn't just want to go up and quit it but at the same time i was looking at trying to pursue another career path in golf 
or maybe go to another city, but I felt so tied down by having that job. And so as I'm interviewing for jobs outside of Birmingham, I feel like it was actually a blessing in disguise. And that's something you just have to write. Even though things seem so shitty in the moment when it happens, I guarantee you, you can find at least one thing that's positive. And if you hyper-focus on the positive, like you're just going to be in better shape. And people, a lot of people don't understand that enough. They just, they're, they're too quick to say, oh, boo-hoo, me, me, me. But like, let's just focus on the good things because it can always be worse. No matter Amen. It can always be worse. Totally agree. That's great advice. Garrett, thank you so much for coming on. This was tons of fun. Uh, Again, like I said before, I was super nervous, but you were awesome. I can't thank you enough for coming on. This was seriously awesome. Thanks for having me, Alex. Appreciate it. Huge shout out to Garrett for coming on the show. Uh, I'm a super big fan, so honestly, I was fanboying pretty hard during that. So that was tons of fun. Uh, Let's talk challenge of the week, okay, going into the weekend. uh, I want you guys to do something for yourself. You know, I don't know what that is for you. For me, I went today to go get a massage, and honestly, I – couldn't feel better right now. Like I feel amazing. And sometimes you just have to take a second, do something for yourself, right? You can't pour from an empty pitcher. Yeah, that was deep. That was deep. That was pretty good though. But I mean, seriously, like take if whether that be going get a massage, go and get your hair done, go get your nails done, whatever it is, go go to the gym, go for a walk, right? Find make the time to go do something for yourself because you deserve it. Okay. We're getting towards the end of the week. We're working hard. We're going to relax this weekend and try, try, try to make the time for yourself to do something that's going to give you some self-care, right? I don't know what that is for you. If that's painting your own nails, if that's reading a book, watching your favorite Netflix show and eating cookies all day. Like, honestly, like you're, you need time to just relax, right? If your body's telling you, hey, I need a break. I just want to sit on the couch, watch Netflix and down some donuts and cider and all that good stuff. Do it, right? We can't do that stuff all the time, right? We can't just sit on the couch all day, all the time. But there should there should be and there will be times that you need that. You need to relax. You need to just calm down, okay? So do something for yourself. I really challenge you to do that this weekend, okay? Let's do some five daily reminders and then we'll talk about the show, what's coming on, who's coming on next, okay? Number one, you are amazing. Number two, you can achieve anything you want. Put your mind to it. Go freaking do it. That rhymed. That rhymed. I like that. Number three, positivity is a choice. Make the right choice. I have some, you know, we got some people coming up on the show that we talked about a lot with this. You know, positivity is a choice. You know, how positive you want to be, that's your choice, okay? Make the right choice. Number four, limitations are only in your imagination. They're not real. Don't set them. Don't set limitations on yourself. You've got this. Whatever you want to do, go do it. And number five, don't settle, period. Know your self-worth. Have it. Have integrity. Know what you're worth. Don't settle for anything less, period. Okay? You guys got that? I love those. I love those. I love those. Okay, what's coming on with the show? What are we doing? Who's coming up next? Okay, so next Tuesday, we'll have on the show a good friend of mine. Yeah, I'm going to drop a name here real quick. Nate Shanley, he'll be on the show next Tuesday. We talk a lot about what he's doing at U of M, playing football out there, how they're getting ready for the season. Uh, Opening weekend's coming up next weekend for them at Minnesota, so that'll be cool to watch. So that's what we'll be on the show next. Again, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, shared it to someone, please do so. You know, give it five stars, give me a review, all that good stuff. And if you haven't followed the Instagram page, 
Uh, it's at the underscore motivation underscore magnet. Let's keep the positivity rolling. Let's keep the good vibes flowing. And let's keep bringing each other up, you guys. That's all we can do, okay? I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers.